guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view with me, Camila. Hi everybody, welcome back and welcome if you're new. I'm a 21-year-old college student from Argentina just helping you see life from a different point of view. <laughs> Maybe I always when I was trying to f- like figure out the name of this podcast, I always thought about that song Point of View. So yeah. Also, I changed my bio on instagram to that song and also you can see it on the description because i changed the description of the podcast yeah so exciting um so yeah basically that's one of the updates i wanted to give you that i changed my bio finally to kind of fit more of the style of the podcast that i've been having lately and also another update is that the episodes are going to start going up on monday monday mornings Um, just to kind of match my schedule right now because I'm super busy with a hundred things that I have to do and a lot of midterms and everything. So yeah, Monday mornings, you're going to be able to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I don't think I have any more updates from me, just that I'm super busy studying, doing things, whatever. Maybe I can tell you about one of my side projects on the intro coming up. But yeah, today we have a very exciting guest, Ima Osman. She's, um... Canadian digital content creator. She also works at Bloom. I'm not gonna give uh, like a like a longer sorry like a longer introduction, so you can listen from her because she like she has this interview is amazing. She was super fun talking to her. We also talk a lot about the pandemic and working from home because I feel like it's so important right now to acknowledge that that is going on and that the world is not normal. And yeah, basically that. And we talk about her college, postgrad experience, her experience at Bloom. And yeah, how's like living in Vancouver? Because she lives in Vancouver and I would love to visit Canada someday. So yeah, basically that's that. If you hear me a little bit tired because I just woke up and I realized that I didn't have the intro for this episode. So I'm recording that right now. So without any more talking any more distractions i'm just gonna leave you with the episode because this is this is a really good one hey guys welcome back to another episode of my point of view today i have a very exciting guest hi Iman. hi how's it going thanks for having me hey do you want to introduce yourself to my listeners yeah, I am Iman Osman. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. I'm at 23 years old, turning 24 in like three months, which is so crazy to me. Wow. Um, I never imagined a life past like 21. <laughs> um, I work in the brand space. I work for a beauty brand called Bloom, um, doing a lot of their influencer relations and um, content. Um, I'm a recent graduate. I was a communication student, so that's where my expertise lays. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all there is to know about me. I also do some social media of my own. Um, I've really fallen in love with like content creation, video, photo. Video is my first love. Um, so I kind of exercise that tool uh, for Instagram. Yeah, I love that. So before we get onto like the conversation and everything, I do this with every guest. I have a segment called How Are You Really Doing? I mean, 2020 has been kind of like a year. So I like to just put mental health and feelings in like the first place in every conversation I have with someone else and just let people know that they can talk about how they're really feeling without just, you know, having any restrictions. So yeah, how are you really doing? How am I really? That's just like a question that not a lot of people ask. They'll ask, how are you? And you're expected to just say good um, so that the conversation can flow. But how am I really? I feel like when quarantine hit in March, I was taking it like a champ. Like I transitioned to work from home really easily. I was just really focused on counting my blessings because my family was healthy. I still had a job, um, stuff like that. It wasn't until two weeks ago where and I don't know what the situation in Argentina is like right now but here no, we are like almost 200 days of quarantine in are you still like crackdown mode the thing is we have like a different government for the city part and I live Mm -hmm. outside of the city so if you go to the city you can have gatherings outside with 10 people I've seen my friends but six months ago I have I have been I haven't been seeing anyone from like oh. six six months like truly 
last week I went to the city. I went back, like, like I saw my school that's in the city. And I was like, oh, my God, I miss it. I saw my friends. But before that, I was just at home <laughs> alone, yeah. well, basically with my family. But, yeah, it's hard. I don't know how it's in Canada. Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's so mentally taxing. I'm so happy you got to see your friends. But yeah. um, here, the past two weeks have felt so apocalyptic. First mm. of all, with the whole political situation happening just south of our border mm. with the presidential election and um, this whole social justice movement happening with Black Lives Matter, it's felt so doom and gloom. And then there are so many forest fires in California and and Oregon um, that's really been affecting us just north of them. So our air quality has been really horrendous. It's been bright orange um, in the sky and you really can't go outside. Otherwise, it's really bad for your health. It hurts your throat. Um, so you've had to stay inside. And then also, it's so random. We've had a moth outbreak, which happens apparently every 10 to 20 years. So we've had an excess amount of moths so many have come into my home. They're flying everywhere. Like it's absolutely mm. insane. So all of these different things together, plus of course, coronavirus um, really has made me stay home for the past two weeks. I haven't seen many people. I haven't worn makeup in that long. Um, I just mm. haven't felt like myself, um, especially with this fall weather coming in. Vancouver is known for being very rainy. So mm. I really try not to complain about my situation, but I've definitely been feeling like I'm a little bit in a creative rut. I haven't been inspired lately and I haven't been motivated to um, just like be a full-fledged adult. <laughs> so I'm really trying to break out of that. I've been working out again. I've been eating well. Um, I've been making sure to see my friends here and there, just doing the little things every day to really pull myself out of that so that's how I'm doing Long yeah, answer. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that yeah because I feel you I mean when when September started I, I really wasn't feeling it I had like yeah. two weeks where I was just not productive I just wanted to sleep all day and I yeah. truly just let myself sleep all day I was like okay I'm gonna give myself a couple of days to sleep all the yeah <laughs> how much I want and then I was like okay today I'm gonna read this thing that I have to read for tomorrow and today I'm gonna do this to do this and I'm just gonna be kind to myself and yeah. slowly get into like the productive mode because if you just do like cold turkey okay I'm gonna do everything that I have to do for like the next month it's not you just work. get overwhelmed yeah too quickly yeah it doesn't work at all so I'm really yeah. happy that you are gentle with yourself and giving yourself that space to really because mm -hmm. the world is going through mourning like the world mm -hmm. has changed forever so you are more than allowed to really take that time sleep all day if you need to um and just let yourself heal you know yeah Yeah, yeah. I remember when in March I read like everyone was like, oh, it's okay if you didn't do anything today. You're on survival mode. And I was like, I am not on survival yeah. mode. Like, how can that be? I'm just at home all day. And then like six months pass and I'm like, whoa, I, I am in survival mode yeah. right now. You just, it's kind of crazy. And yeah. Yeah, everything is crazy right now. <laughs> But yeah, just going into a little bit of a lighter topic I wanted to talk a little bit more about you and your journey here I love to talk about career and just show my listeners the different careers and paths that you can take mm -hmm. in life basically and I know that you do a lot of communications and social media and I really love that I, I'm an international relations major, major and I love more like a political communication kind of side of things but nowadays I mean we know that anything political needs social media and needs any type of communication that is easy to understand and Yeah, so I'm just very interested in everything that you do. So I wanted to ask you about your college journey. When did you graduate? Why did you start? What did you study? And if the experience was everything that you thought it was going to be when you were in high school, was it different? Yeah, so I will start off this with saying that in high school, I was like the worst student ever. Mm -hmm. um, I was horrible at science. Like it went in my left ear out the right. Like I was really not pulling in the grades needed for university. Um, mm -hmm. So I never really envisioned, I did envision myself going to university, but I didn't think I would make it in. And I'm still to this day convinced that the only reason I got into university was because of my um, theater classes, because I went to an art school. Mm -hmm. So those really saved me. But 
once I got into university, um, since I chose communication and I moved out of my home, I moved to a different province, um, lived in res, I flourished and, you know, I tanked my first paper. I got 30%, which you have to, that has to happen to you once. Um, yeah. but after that, sure. I was pulling in such amazing grades, 80% or higher, which for me was gold. Wow, like, no, it's really great. Was, yeah, it was the goal. Um, and I think it was because of a few reasons. First of all, I moved out of my parents' house and I decided to take on these student loans, which in turn would be debt. Um, so there was really no failure. And I say failure with quotation marks because failure isn't good or bad. It just is. Um, so there really wasn't any way that I was going to mess around with this. I was going to, I was, I, I had to take it so seriously. Um, secondly, because I lived in that world, I moved on to residence for a reason. I really lived and breathed university. I made so many different friends from so many different countries. And I just felt like I was in university mode. So that really helped me, um, living on campus. My friends and I would just go study late at night, go to the dining hall. It was like a social thing. Um, so university was everything that I pictured it because I never changed my degree once, which I feel very fortunate because a lot of people yeah. do. A lot of people change degrees. Yeah. And that's such a I did. I did pre-med. I remember I did one year pre-med and I was like, okay, this is not for me. Yeah. Right. It's such a normal path for people to realize that, you know, maybe they were living out someone else's dream. Maybe this isn't Mm -hmm. actually for them. Um, So I feel very lucky. And I feel like when you're 18, you really don't know anything about yourself. Truly. You can really just, I mean, I think that in the States and in Canada, it's really different. Here, you choose the career and you don't have four years. You choose the full career. So I did pre-med, but actually I chose like to do the six years all together. So you're choosing a full-on career yeah. when you're 18. And it's like, whoa. I don't, know why they, yeah, I don't know why they make us choose when we, you know, can't even buy cigarettes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, even yeah. vote. You can't even do all these things. And they're like, now choose what you want to do for the rest of your life. Um But yeah, I had the experience that I wanted. I fully am so happy about my university experience. Living in residence for my first year was like, I I recommend it to everyone if you have the means, if you can, because the amount of people that I met from so many different countries, you know, the amount of best friends that I made that I still have to this day, um, I really, I really lived out that experience and I'm so thankful for it. Yeah, I love that. And here we don't have the like normal dorm resident situation. Here it's just more like high school. You live with your parents and you go to school. And sometimes I really long for like the experience that you see, you know, oh. in TV shows and stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, so, it's like the cult- the cultures are different here. I, I don't think I, w- I mean, I think that it would give me a sense of independence. And I thought I wasn't that independent, but with coronavirus and having to do school at home, I was like, whoa, I actually was really independent because I I went to school in the city and I really did whatever I wanted for the rest of the day and then I came back home so yeah so I wanted to ask you then um communications why did you choose communications and what did you picture yourself doing and all of that Mm -hmm. so anyone that doesn't know what communication is they call it like they call it the science of the social world so you really learn a lot about right um you really learn about a lot about media media effects on people um the law of persuasion like all these different theories that really help in terms of um, so many different paths you can go into advertising you can go into public relations you can go into um international relations you can really Mm -hmm. do anything that you want with it and i always wanted to go into business i really considered myself um I really thought that I could be savvy in that world, but I was horrible at math. Um, Mm -hmm. I went into the dash two route in my high school. We had three dashes of math. So grade 12 math dash one was for people who wanted to go into either um, medical or business. And then dash two was for people who knew that they didn't need math in their career. Um, So they opted for that. So cool. 
right? And then dash three math was for anyone who knew that they weren't even going to go into university. They just wanted their high school diploma. And then that was it. So I wanted to dash two because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to pass dash one. Um, and there's no way that I will get into business school, which looking back, maybe that wasn't the right mentality to have, but I knew my strengths and I knew my weaknesses and I decided to play on my strengths. So I wanted to go to business school. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Communications looked like the next best thing because it seemed like you could work in the business world without the, you know, accounting classes, without the finance classes. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy about that. So when I got in, um, yeah, I, it was just like a lot of paper writing, um, a lot of theories, Mm -hmm. which I was happy about because in a regular um, exam, for my electives and exam, there's only one right answer, but in communication, you write papers, you explain your point of view, you back it all up with theories and you get the grade, which is just awesome in my books. Mm. So yeah, we learned a lot about media. We learned a lot about technology. There's actually that documentary out on Netflix. Now the social dilemma, If you haven't listened to it. I really recommend it. And they talk about the, um, the kind of exploitive nature of the big social media giants like Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, Pinterest, all of those um, different apps. And I was watching it and I realized that everything that I learned in this documentary, I already knew from university, knowing about advertisements, knowing about how users are really the products, knowing about the um, monetization behind these social media apps, stuff like that. So um yeah. Yeah, that was what it was like. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I I want to do something like related to communications for my postgrad experience if I choose. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but <laughs> I really wish, um, yeah, I had more communications or something related to communication in my career because I feel like nowadays it's so important and it has to do with everything, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I know it's going to stick like, for so long because we are so immersed in that world Mm -hmm. it's crazy when you think about it every lifetime has a shift in the way the world works so you know when they move to the industrial revolution when they move to this revolution now we're in like the knowledge phase where knowledge is really the currency um so every company is going to need either like a communication specialist or a marketing specialist or a social media specialist. Um, This could apply to HR. Like you have so many diverse opportunities when you go into communication. So I'm like, if you can get a minor in it, if you can get a diploma in it, if you can just get a few classes in it externally outside of a university institution, like that will benefit you so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been editing videos in Adobe Premiere for like five years now. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that kind of gives you advance in oh comparison God, yeah. to your like classmates or whatever. I mean, I know it sounds kind of competitive, but well, no. <laughs> the job market is competitive. And I mean, just imagine how many things are going to stay at home after all of this. You yeah. need to know your stuff when it comes to social media and communications, because if not, you really cannot communicate anything. And if you cannot communicate it, people won't buy it or won't yeah. vote you or whatever it is. And I love that you said that because that's just a testament to how I'm like, I'm the same way. I learned Final Cut Pro Um, right before university. And that's actually how a big factor into how I got my job. Um, And you like, if you do not go into university, it is not the be all end all like that. You going to university is not going to get you the job. It is your skills. It is your passion. It is your personality. And all of those things can be developed without going to university. So if you decide to pick up new skills, you know, really train your mind, train yourself. I know so many people who are kicking ass right now, succeeding, excelling, and they never step foot into an institution. And in fact, they saved a lot of money doing that. So this world just proves how, you know, the scrappy, resourceful people, you know, make it just as well as the people with a four-year, eight-year PhD degree. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, I've been participating or volunteering with my student association student union I don't know how you call it in the states um and I do like well I used to do last year all the social media kind of part of the student association all the like 
photographing activities, writing captions, doing that, doing stories, doing video editing and stuff. And I learned there what I wanted to do more than I did in class. Yes. So like exactly. that club or that union or whatever it was, it helped me a lot to realize what I liked and what are my strengths. And it helped me actually practice because you're going to open Illustrator, Premiere or whatever app for the first time and you're gonna be like well what is it and how does it work yeah and really it's just practice practice makes perfect I see my first videos that I edited like five years ago and I'm like well what is this <laughs> it's so bad yeah exactly but yeah practice makes perfect so if you can find any like place where you can practice or you can start to learn any new skills is gonna put you in like such an advantage when it comes to any job really I so agree I very well agree so now going to like your job was your job I know you work at Bloom I love that like their page and their Instagram it's so good I follow them and was it that your like first job experience out of college did you do any internships Did the internships worked or helped you get your job and yeah how's that like post-grad first job experience <laughs> yeah good question um so in my university we have this program called co-op, like cooperative education. I'm not really sure what it stands for, <laughs> but essentially it's this big portal. You apply for it, you pay money, and then they match you up with jobs and employers. Um, so that's how I got my first internship in my second year of university. It was for this nonprofit organization, and I was just like the communications intern. And I remember going to it and kind of being scared because I was bored at work and I was like is this what the workforce is like like am I really cut out to work like I was yeah. I just kind of felt bored um and so I decided maybe that sector is not for me and I met my founder when I was in my first year of university um I just went to a network event for women and she was speaking at it and um, we just like shook hands, followed each other on Instagram, added each other on LinkedIn, and that was it. Fast forward to my third year of university, uh, there was another event that um, I knew that they were going to be at, my founders, and I had no one to go with. My friends didn't want to go, but I still decided to go anyways, which is something that I really recommend. If you have an event that you want to go to and your friends don't want to, still go because it'll push you to meet people. Mm -hmm. um, so I ran into them and they were like, what are you up to? It looks like uh, like you've been killing it. Your videos are you know, really good. What are you doing this summer? No promises, but let's grab coffee and talk. So we did. And that kind of resulted into like a summer job, um, way more responsibility than an internship, more mm -hmm. responsibility than I've, that I've, than I've ever had. Um, but I was really glad and I felt so grateful because I was never bored like I was in that internship. So I started off doing, wow. um, yeah, I started off doing like their internship program, starting that off and, you know, it, like it kind of gained traction. Like we found our first few influencers that we loved. And then when I went back into school for my fourth and final year, I went to part-time and I went into the content side. So I was making a lot of content for our videos, IGTV, um, socials, stuff like that. And I did that for eight months alongside any miscellaneous tasks that they would give me. And I was so hungry for um, like diverse tasks. I was saying yes to this, give me that, let me do this, let me do that. So I was planning, coordinating, leading photo shoots, video shoots, like professional shoots, making sure everyone's in the same room at the same time, uh, making sure the food is there, the photographer's there, the concept, everything of that sort. So I did that for a few videos and photo shoots. I did focus groups. I conducted that with like teen girls. I did three wow. with one. Yeah. So really just doing so many diverse projects um, to where I graduated. I was like, okay, I have a feeling that I like this. I don't really like that. To be honest, I felt like I could shift away from putting my face on the Instagram so much and doing video work and moving more back into the influencer side. So that's what I'm doing right now, really upping the ante um, for every campaign launch that we do, going back to our favorite influencers, making sure they help us hype it up, um, and really building out that program again. So that's what I've been doing for the past month. 
Um, and I, in total, I've been at Bloom for a year and four months now. Um, wow. It's been a lot. It's been fun. It's been crazy. We've had so many wins. We've also had um, down, like we've also had periods of, you know, down moments, just like every company. Yeah. And we've been affected by the pandemic, like every company has, but we're still rocking it. And um, we're just finding different ways to, you know, adapt to this new normal. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, I think I didn't mention it. What, how will you define Bloom? What is it? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to get into that. Um, Bloom is a self-care wellness period company. So we do it all. Um, it started off as a period subscription service for 100% organic natural pads and tampons filled with nothing but 100% cotton, like no chemicals, no pesticides. People don't realize how many chemicals are in their pads and tampons. And I didn't either until I started working. It's crazy. It's crazy. When you start researching oh it, my goodness. I'm like, oh my God. There's like <laughs> bleach, there's chemicals, mm. there's pesticides, there's dyes in our pads and tampons. Why are we putting that in our bodies, right? So that's mm. like, one big reason as to why I was so, I felt so strong about this company. And then also once we rolled that out, we really crowdsource products. You know, what do you, what do teen girls need on their period and beyond? Um, making sure that when they reach puberty, they didn't have to go through any harsh medications, you know, mm. like topical treatments, stuff like that. So we rolled out mm. a, acne oil that's 100% organic natural as well but just as effective as the you know pharmacy ones we rolled out a period cramp oil which is you know for me personally just as effective as those um, ibuprofens in the drugstore as well wow. um, a face wash that's really good for you a natural deodorant which I'd never tried before I started working there and I didn't mm. know could work um So we rolled out all of these different products, a face mist, a moisturizer, you know, making sure that we're the brand that girls grow up with and making sure that when they reach that age where self-esteem starts to plummet, they have the options to go the natural route, things that empower them in their journey, um, things that, you know, still have cute branding and packaging, even though... They are so natural, um, yeah. really just helping revolutionize the period and self-care space. Yeah, wow. No, I love that. And sometimes, mainly when you're like in puberty and everything, I used to deal with a lot of acne and stuff. And I remember the things that I put on my face. I was like, you know, when you look back, the lemon, like, the coffee scrubs, like why? They like, they like a toothpaste. I was like, why yeah. did I do that? I totally okay, did that. No. Too. <laughs> and truly like the only thing that worked for me i have an uh an aloe vera plant in my house in my house and i used to put that for my scarring on my face and that was the most natural thing i used and that was the most effective thing i used yeah. you know so that made me started to think you know like well natural things actually do work yeah. and also with the period like with the period products and stuff the the amount of chem chemicals there on these things you know when you ask some of your doctors you are like amazed by so many chemicals and yeah. so many crazy things so exactly. i'm just so thankful that a company like bloom actually exists and i'm waiting that the all the things that i can like the shipping i know starts like opening so, up and everything so i can actually order some yeah of this stuff. so we ship to on bloom.com we ship to um the united states and canada we're also on sephora.ca um so any canadians can purchase on sephora and if you are international you can find us on urbanoutfitters.com so you can oh, yeah, really? yeah you can get bloom goodies you can get pads tampons meltdown um anywhere in the world internationally so yeah, yeah wow. that's where you can find well, it that's amazing i'm gonna have to check that out i think that everything that's entering here is closed just oh, like the quarantine here is yeah. so strict so i have to wait for Online. everything to open up yes. but i will order some then i didn't know that you were on urban outfitters that's so great yeah it's really awesome because it provides our like our international friends the option to try us out as well um and then we're so hoping and We're so excited for the future when we could ship internationally and make sure that we're spreading this mission and this love all around the globe. Yeah, that's amazing. And I wanted to ask you something a little bit more like about yourself. Did your work change 
and in any sort of way because of the quarantine and the pandemic do you use the same do you use the same things they work from home was like a different transition of what your task used to be mm -hmm. um yeah so I feel like honestly I became a better worker in work from home as weird as really? that sounds yeah I have um I have a second bedroom in my apartment that really went unused So I set up a office, I made a big communal workspace that any friends can come and work in, obviously my, my small circle. <laughs> That's so cool. Though. Yeah, and I really put some mood lighting in it. Um, Philips Lighting, they have this really cool thing that um, any light bulb you can control with your phone so you can set the hue exactly, the brightness, the color. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I made my office have this really warm but bright light that makes it feel like a really cozy cave. So I can yeah. literally sit there for 10 hours and work, which is, you know, maybe not the healthiest thing, but um, it really helps me dial in. So I've found, I found that I created more pockets of flow working from home. So really knowing and utilizing my most productive hours and knowing my hours that are the least productive and playing with that. So I know that I'm the most efficient from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So that's when I can get my hardest tasks done, my most time-consuming tasks done, and really just dial in, focus, and squash that off my to-do list. Whereas 1 to 3, I know that... Um, you know, I'm not the most productive then. That's when I feel like mm. I'm having my coffee crash or my sugar crash. Like I just want to take a nap. So that's when, you know, <laughs> I'll take my lunch break and I'll do the more easy stuff like replying to DMs on Instagram or, you know, outreaching mm. to people or talking to people. Um, so that's my more social hour to really get myself back in my energy levels. And then at the end of the day, I'll just focus on wrapping things up. So working from home, you have less distractions. You have, first of all, you spend way less money, which is awesome. And yeah, yeah. and you really focus mm -hmm. on what do I need to get done today? What do I need to feel at the end of the day? You're more focused on yourself, which in turn makes you more of a productive and better worker. So that's how I've been affected in work from home. Um, what else? did your work change in any way like at bloom or do you still do basically the same stuff mm, well we obviously cannot do more like photo shoots video shoots so i have mm. stopped coordinating those um for a while i was like the in-house content creator so my job was me my wow. phone my tripod and posting on bloom stories igtv instagram reels which was a new thing a little bit of tiktok yeah. um so i felt like a content creator for bloom really just adapting and rolling with the punches of quarantine because obviously you can't um, facilitate these huge video shoots productions so really bringing that in-house at home simplifying it so that's how my work changed a lot and now i'm always on my computer, um, not doing the running around the city, getting things for video shoots, photo shoots. Um, everything is just on my laptop, which is a break. It's very different, but I actually really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, my work yes. I've been thinking about like the hour of productivity. So I never really thought about that. Yeah. Um, because when you have school at certain hours, you're like, okay, I cannot do whatever I want but sometimes in the afternoons and evenings and stuff I yeah I'm gonna think about right? that that's really great for quarantine yeah because sometimes I feel like you have the the notebook and your laptop and everything here so you can really get away you're always with everything I mean school's here and everything that I have to do is here and I'm like okay I need a break uh -huh. so yeah just really knowing when you are the most productive and Just taking advantage of the exactly. time is really, it's a really great advice. Yeah. yeah, and it's so different for everyone. Like, I know so many people who are so productive at night. Like, they are night owls. And then people talk downly on that. People are like, you should wake up at 6 a.m., you should work out, and then get your to-do list done from 7 a.m. onwards. It's like, but what if, like, I think it's just as acceptable and awesome for the people who have their most productive hours from 8, 8 p.m. to, you know, 1 a.m. And they can squash that. And then in the morning, they can relax. You know, they can maybe yeah. start their work day at 11 or 12 noon. Um, I think it's all valid and it all depends on the person. Yeah, yeah. 
and we're all different human beings yeah. in every single part of the sense of the way of the word so I guess that you know productivity is also different for everyone yeah but then I wanted to ask you and you're a recent postgrad was postgrad life experience and only job but everything outside of that what you thought it would be or different or mm -hmm. how, how is it how is it the postgrad life so I've been living in postgrad for the past like four months and it's different for me um than any other postgrad year like people who graduated mm -hmm. because I graduated in the pandemic like my last month of school was in quarantine um so I didn't get that um ceremony and I honestly was sad about it for like half an hour but then I thought about the positives like I still have this degree and I still spent it with the people that I love. Like it was a small group of us. We watched the live stream. We still wore dresses. We got our caps. Um, we moved the tassel. That's so cute. Yeah, we made dinner, like stuff like that. So I was like, okay, things that really matter. Um, I didn't have to sit through a three hour ceremony. I still got that celebration. I still got the physical degree, which was awesome. And, um, And then when September rolls around, which is the first year that I'm not going back to school, it's also different because my friends, sorry, my friends who are still in school, um, they didn't have that, you know, September celebration, you know, the parties are back on, the school classes are back on, like the fairs at school are back on. Um, so everything, everything to me has been so different this year. I didn't quite have FOMO because nothing's really going on. Um, yeah. And I never had that big monumental physical shift. So right now I'm still navigating it, really figuring out what my like new normal is. And just because I graduated with a job doesn't mean that, you know, it's fairy tale, la la land forever. Um, I'm still figuring out who I am, what I want to do, um, what makes me happy. Um, and yeah, it's just this big shift. I'm like figuring out finances now, um, yeah. right? Figuring out some loan repayment stuff. Um, adulthood is hitting me. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. all been a big shift, but I like post-grad so far. Um, and yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, yeah. And and I love that you said like adulthood is hitting you or something because everyone has like this or at least in all cultures very normal to be like okay when you're 25 basically your life ends oh, you no. have to be married or expecting to have kids and you have need to have a house and a job and whatever and sometimes I'm like okay I'm gonna be 22 this year and I'm like how in the world am I gonna have everything <laughs> at 25 like there is no way no. and just talking to people that are older that are, or have been already 25 or are going to be 25 they are like you know you're so young when you're 25 so young that it's just impossible to have yeah. all of that like fairy tale show situation <laughs> yeah this has really made me realize how young I am like 23 is young people don't realize and you know, past generations are getting married at 21, 22, having kids by 25. But that's just not our reality. Everything is so different. The housing market is so different. The job market is so different. Yeah. The types of jobs are so different. And it's normal for people to get married at 30, have kids at 33, 35. Any path right now is so valid. Any path. People yeah. who don't want children, people who don't want to get married, people who are getting married at 19, like... I applaud everyone for living out their truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. And to just close up the like job part, and then I want to talk a little bit more about your own podcast. Um, do you have any like long-term career goals, like any dream job or somewhere that you would like to live and work or do stuff, like long-term career goals, basically? I am someone who... I never fantasize about what job I'm going to have, but I fantasize about the life that I'm going to live. Like I, right. I'm really excited to have my moderate sized home <laughs> with a big backyard. Um, I want to drive a Porsche. Like that is my dream. 
and I want my job to be fulfilling and I want it to be fun and I want it to be in the brand side. I know that it'll include a brand. I don't know which one. Maybe it'll include multiple. Um, I love Bloom. I'm happy here. I'm staking it out here. Um, I'd want to be, I don't know, a director of some sort of sector in a brand. Maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's product innovation. Maybe it's HR. Um, I honestly have no, I'm in this phase where I'm figuring it out just like everyone else. And it's so funny because people, all of us in our different paths, look at each other and compare. Like someone may look at me and think, you're so advanced in your career for a post, like someone who just graduated or someone may look at me and be like, you've only done this. Um, And it's so relative to our life experience. Yeah, for sure. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. I'd love to keep um, the podcast, my personal brand going, work in a brand. Like I never, one thing for me is I never want to just have one job that defines me. I never want to be an accountant or a dentist and not run my identity. I love where I'm at now where I have my podcast. I work for a brand. I do my own personal stuff on the side. Like I have these different streams of income contributing to my well-being. And I have these different points of intersecting identity contributing to who I am and how I walk in the world. Um, and I never just want to have one thing going I've never been like that. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that the pandemic showed people that yes. sometimes having multiple streams of income is actually really it's good. So important, right. <laughs> and it's like, you can never get comfortable in your one thing because hi, what if you were, um, you know, what if you were fine? Yeah. What if, what if you were in one sector and then the pandemic caused it to crash? What are you doing? Like that was a lot of people's reality. Um, Whereas if you were in doing six different things and two of them, two of them are, are going horribly, but you have the other four things to keep you afloat, you know? So yeah, for sure. And also like, as I said, companies close, like Vine close, TikTok gets gets banned and things happen and you really don't own those things. And, I really think that having multiple streams of income, multiple jobs passions, is always, yeah, yeah, passions. It's always great, and yeah. I think it's always it always helps you in any situation, any unprecedented times. Yeah, I agree. So then I wanted to talk about your podcast, which is a podcast I love. I also I love the last episode about Zoom University because it was exactly oh, what I needed oh. to get out of my rut <laughs> that I was going through. I'm so happy it helped and, you. Yeah, yeah. And so talk a little bit about your podcast. What is it about? Why did you start it? And basically the reason behind the name. Mm -hmm. So I have a podcast called the 20 something podcast. We've been at it for almost a year. In like a month, it'll have been a year, which is so crazy. Um, And my co-host Angela and I, we met in university Um, uh, we were in the student union together. I was a president. She was the director of marketing, VP marketing, sorry. And we, when that ended, we knew that we wanted to do something together. We didn't quite know what. And one day we were having, um, we were at dinner, we were eating ramen and I was like, why don't we have a podcast? Let's call it 20 something. And we're like, oh my God, that name is so awesome. There are actually so many podcasts with the name 20 something podcast, which is fine. There's space for everyone here. Um, but we really have the mission of empowering 20 somethings in their paths, in their triumphs, in their tribulations of this really culturally significant time and just empowering every single 20 something, no matter what their path is. Like I have best friends who are servers at this age and they're figuring out, I have best friends who are in the startup world, who founded their own companies. Like everyone really is diverse in my life. And I want to make sure that they all know that your path right now is, is what you're supposed to be doing and it's teaching you something. Um, And so that's why we made this podcast. And our aim is to have really diverse people on each week. If it's not just a duo episode um, to really offer their perspective, their journey, 
value, things that we can learn about, whether it's about dating, climate change, politics, um, anything and everything. So we've had some really great episodes. We've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, and it's growing, which is awesome. Uh, and the episode that Camila is talking about is how to assume university. We really gave our point of view and perspective on how to make the most out of going to university in a pandemic, because let's be real, we're paying the same tuition, those who are in university. So it's really up to you to make sure that you're living it out to the fullest um, in whatever way you want that to be. So yeah, we've been having fun. Yeah, I love that. And I also love the, the fact that you don't only talk about dating and being a 20-something, you talk about important stuff mm -hmm. like climate change and politics. As someone that is in international relations and it's kind of like a political route for a career you realize how career it is it polit pol politics is on everything yes. and everything affects everything that politics and politicians do affects your everyday life either you want it or no yeah and people really just don't think about that i think that that's why the presidential election and everyone is just wanting everyone to regi register to vote because it's so important and i always everyone in my life i'm like you have to vote uh -huh. <laughs> you have to do this you have to like educate yourself and stuff because again it affects every single aspect on your life and i just love the fact that you guys talk about that because it's so important oh, yeah we always want to bring like really relevant topics and it's funny because sometimes we find that our dating episodes get way more views than our episodes about investing finances the housing market climate change um and so It's because people want to learn about like the flashy, the fun, the exciting things like dating, but really just providing all of those topics for everybody, um, everybody our age to really just learn. I think it's so important. I love podcasts because they really open my mind about so many yeah. different things, even if I agree with it or not. I love listening to perspectives that I don't hold. Um, I think that's so important and it really opens your mind. So that's what I hope to do for other people our age. Yeah. I love that. So I wanted to ask you if you have a specific episode that you have like as a favorite from your own podcast. Mm -hmm. I would really recommend the real estate episode. We had two sisters from, um, uh, from the Vancouver market who are real estate sisters and they came in, they gave us all the tea on, you know, what a down payment is, what a presale is, what is this, what is that, all about the investing, I mean, sorry, the housing market, which is so important yeah. um, in this day and age when houses are so important and so expensive. And it really just showed our listeners that real estate agents aren't always the old people with this briefcases. Um, you can have real estate agents that are around your age, who are still savvy, who you can relate to, who really are, you know, holding your best interests at heart. And um, yeah, I really love episodes that just provide so much value and knowledge to people my age. Um, because buying a house is going to be one of the biggest things if you choose to do um, one of the biggest yeah. things that you do. And so it's never too early to start thinking about it. So that's what I recommend. It's like in our first It's in our first 15 episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that one. Again, I love like the more serious oh, topics. No. I, I love listening to the ones about dating and like the school one and stuff. But yeah, I love podcasts that actually talk about everything. Oh, you know, your 20s is not just school and dating. No. There's so much more yeah, than that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then moving on to the last topic, Um, oh, well, I have two more topics. I have one question that I want to start asking every single one of my guests. Mm -hmm. Just you know, as a little like quarantine thing. What's the biggest lesson you've learned on quarantine so far? I don't know if you're still quarantined or not. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are, maybe you are. But what's the biggest lesson you've learned from all of this so far? The biggest lesson that I've learned in quarantine is like, I've just learned to prioritize what really matters in life. So... For me, that is the people that I love the most, more than material items, more than money, more than this, more than that. It's really about who you have in your life. Because when quarantine happens, when everything shuts down, like, who are you at home with? 
Who are you talking to on the daily? Who are you spending your time meeting? Yeah. How is your home being filled with love? So that's one thing that I've really learned, just building that life for myself, build with the people that I love. And that is so important to me more than, you know, a designer bag, more than social media, more than caring about what others think of me, like making sure that what I think about myself is the most important and, you know, filling my heart and my life with people who make me feel good. So I had a lot of friendships that ended beginning of 2020 and end of 2019. And that is so okay. It was so needed. And it really made room for the amount of quality friendships that I've built through this pandemic, to be honest. Um, So that's the biggest thing I've learned, like a job doesn't identify, doesn't define you. Um, Your designer doesn't define you. Your Mm -hmm. social media, Instagram feed does not define you. It's about your heart and your character and the people that you have with you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, (laughs) that really hit me. Like, whoa, yeah, (laughs) that's so true. And then like the last topic, I love to talk about cities and where people live. I know you live in Vancouver, which I hope to visit someday. I love Canada. I want to go. I love Justin Trudeau. What do you guys guys think about Canada and Argentina? I love asking people this question. (laughs) We love it. The thing is, Argentina is a good country, but still Latin American countries have a lot of economic not not being really economical stable yeah. like countries you know so we have a bunch of like economic problems with the dollar and our money and the currency and it's just a mess right now here and we have a lot of left side movements that are taking over oh. and it's just it's a big thing and it's a whole another podcast to talk about but we love canada i remember the for the g20 back in 2018 uh-huh. um justin trudeau came and i was like oh my god they call him daddy <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah oh my god but yeah we love canada we have i don't know if you know michael buble yes oh he's married with an argentina really he was 10 minutes for me Oh my god, well, his wife is from here. He's a very known actress oh. here. She was like a this comedy actress, so no. I had no clue. And he married he he came to, he they went they came to like their wedding here. They did their wedding here with all of her family and I was like, Oh my god, my cool is married in Argentina. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so, so amazing. I had no clue. Yeah, his house is very nice. It's very private. It's not yeah. like on four lots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we love I I, I personally, a lot of my friends, we love Canada. We think like it's like the better version of the United yeah, States. It's like... so is. It so is. Better healthcare, nicer people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the healthcare thing is, I, I listen it every, every like Canada influencer, people talk, people ask them like, would you ever move to LA or whatever? Yeah. And they're like, no, I have health yeah. here. Oh my <laughs> God, I could not imagine. No, yeah, it's crazy, but... I just wanted to know, Vancouver, how's your city like? What's your favorite things to do in the city? Mm-hmm. Vancouver is awesome because um, for those who don't know, it's like on the west. It's the most western point of um, Canada. So we are on the ocean. Um, so it's amazing because we have mountains, we have city, and then we have ocean. So you can really do it all. And then I know a 30-minute ferry ride away. We have Vancouver Island, which is, you know, smaller cities where you can really just get away. So I love Vancouver because it's more metropolitan than the city that I'm from, which is Edmonton. It's like the Midwest of Canada. Um, So it's bigger, it's more metropolitan, more career opportunities, but you still have the down to earth, chill West Coast vibes of like, you know, people hanging out at the beach, people skiing in the winter. Um, Mm. We have a lot of good cuisine. We have a lot of good eating. We have a lot of good coffee shops. Um, We have a really big wellness culture. Um, So a lot of fitness studios, a lot of yoga studios, a lot of like health bars, juice bars. Um, Mm. Vancouver is a great city. We don't have we don't have as much diversity, which is something that I would definitely change. Um, it's mm-hmm. very white. I would definitely want more diversity in this city. And so um, that's the one thing I would change about Vancouver. The other thing is that it's really gray and rainy year round. Yeah. Um, the summer's You're on like the, the, the Seattle part, right? Mm-hmm. Of the coast. Yeah, Seattle's like 
a two hour drive from us. So we are right beside, it's Vancouver, the most like Southern Western point of Canada, and then the border Mm -hmm. and then Seattle's right below us. Um, so we share the same weather as Seattle. It's really gray. It's really rainy. Um, but we don't really get snow. So it's, if you have to really choose what you want in Canada, do you want rain or do you want snow? Um, and it really doesn't get below like minus five degrees, minus 10. We obviously have those crazy days where it's like, oh my God, this is so cold, but it's a very pleasant city to live in. I really like it because I love the like entrepreneurial hustle side of things, but I also love the wellness, chill, laid back side of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And what are some of your specific favorite places that you would recommend someone visiting for the first time? Yeah, so it depends what you love to do in Vancouver. Um, If you want the scenic, um, like if you want to ski, look at nature, mountains, stuff like that, definitely head up to Whistler, which is like an hour north. Um, It is like a winter wonderland. It is so beautiful. It is like what you see in your dreams when you think of snowboarding and then sitting in a lodge drinking hot chocolate, you know, like it is gorgeous. Oh my God, yes. You have to go to Whistler if you come here. Um, if you like the beaches, we have so many great beaches. Go to Kitsilano Beach, um, English Bay Beach. For food, I love a few things. If you want like a really good smoothie or a juice, my favorite that I will always rave to people is Body Energy Club. They have the best acai smoothie bowls. We have so many locations in the city um, that's really become a Vancouver staple. Um, And then another food staple that I would recommend for anyone visiting Vancouver or Canada for the first time is to go to Taco Fino. Um, The first location is actually a food truck on Vancouver Island in a city called Tofino. Um, So it's a play on words taco fino and yeah it was a food truck super humble super small and now they have so many locations in the city of vancouver it is definitely our most famous taco Mm -hmm. spot um, mexican spot and it is so good i would recommend anyone to go there as a first stop in your food vancouver journey yeah wow i love that i really really want to visit sometime when travel opens and everything i really want to go to let me know when you come for sure yeah for sure and then for the last sec- section of the episode, I do like a rapid fire question seg- segment. You just have to answer the first thing that just pops into your mind. I love that. Let's go. So what's your go-to coffee order? I love a um, latte with oat milk. <laughs> Are you a movie or a show person? Definitely a television show. Uh, okay. I'm a reality TV show kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favorite? reality tv show okay, right now i'm watching love island us which i never got into mm-hmm. like i never was a fan of love island uk but then this season i don't know i just started watching it and i binged like eight episodes in a day it is so entertaining <laughs> i would really recommend it yeah what's an artist or a play on a playlist that's on repeat right now for you um spotify i love spotify the playlist is called bedroom pop playlist it is definitely my work from home playlist it's like kind of poppy but more mellow and alternative um some really great songs that i've discovered on it so i just play it on like my google home really loud in my kitchen and then i go in my office and it just like fills my home it's really great i love that what's your biggest pet peeve i hate people who are loud breathers and chewers sorry i hate when people do that it's just like yeah. so annoying. <laughs> What's your favorite quote? Um, my favorite quote is um if it'll be, it'll be, which is very cheesy, but like I'm a big law of attraction kind of girl. Like mm-hmm. if it's meant to be for you, it's already yours and it's just waiting to come to you. Yeah, wow, yes, I love that. If you could switch lives with someone with someone else for a day who would it be um right now Paris Hilton because I just watched her documentary and I really want to know what a day in the life is of Paris Hilton she was like so iconic yeah and the last one says what's the song that never fails to make you dance um adore you by Harry Styles I am like the biggest Harry Styles fan I've seen him live five times 
I love it. I love Harry Styles. That song. Every time I'm with someone that loves Harry Styles, I just really, I just befriend them because I'm like, okay, let's talk about him. Okay, I love him. Yeah, that deep bond already. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It was such an amazing and interesting conversation. Do you want to plug your like socials and everything one last time? Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun talking all things. Um, if you want to find me, you can go to Instagram at Eman Osman, E-M-A-N-O-S-M-A-N-N, an extra N at the end. Um, if you want to find my podcast, we are on Spotify at The 20-something Podcast. Um, you'll see my face and my co-host Angela's face on it. Um, if you want to check out Bloom, B-L-U-M-E, um, and that's where you can find me. Yeah, well, again, thank you so much for being here. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye.